This is Casper Van Dien. You're listening to Cinema Geekly. You know what to do. Kill them all. Coming to you in hypersonic ultra maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes. It's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 177, brought to you this week by the good people over at Adam Tickets. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up uh, some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life in theaters this week. Uh, there's that Smallfoot movie, the animated picture, Glenn, I've, I've seen a couple commercials for. I'm uh, not interested. Well, it's got Ben's favorite in it. Uh, James Corden? Mm-hmm. Ah. So, they're going to be getting Ben's money. <laughs> uh, another movie that's already got Ben's money, The Predator, that's out in theaters right now. It's on my watch list. I don't know when I'm going to get around to seeing it, uh, but I'll see it eventually. Uh, the House with the Clock in Its Walls is a movie that fascinates me, Glenn, because I saw trailers for this, and it did the visual effects for this thing did not look like it, it's supposed to be a, it looked like it was supposed to be like a Nickelodeon movie. Uh, this well, yeah, it looked like, uh, like goosebumps. Yeah. This did not, I mean, look, I, might, I mean, just cause it, it or maybe because it also had Jack Black in it, but yeah, uh, just it, the visuals did not look good. You know, Eli Roth directed it, which is weird. Seriously. Yeah. Like the guy who did like hostile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, if you say so, uh, that does seem. Or really the, good. or also known as the Bear Jew. Yeah, made the the house with a clock in its walls. Uh, the Nun, which uh, somebody had to tell me was a part of this Conjuring verse. Is that true? <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. Okay, they've turned. Uh, they've turned that. I into never a saw the second one, but I know like. She's in it, and so is, like, the Crooked Man, I guess, is, like, the next spinoff thing that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, those movies in theaters, uh, you can pre-order your tickets uh, still for uh, A Star is Born and Venom. You can pre-order your tickets for now. Uh, Venom's on my watch list. Uh, I might end up checking out A Star is Born. I've heard early good reviews for that, too, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe that I'll and, give uh, a First Man. Those are the two I want to see. Yeah, First Man. That's been on my list for a while. That's been on my list since last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to go see that as well. Uh, all right, let's talk about some stuff. Let's catch up a little bit. Uh, first, uh, the big catching up news that we must opine on, Glenn. Henry Cavill out as Superman amid Warner Brothers DC Universe shakeup. Uh... Is it me, or is this whole thing just kind of falling apart? This whole DC universe. What's going well, on? I mean, you got a new person. Yep. 
it's just like anything else, and you have no, someone new step in. You know, you kind of, they want to have their vision. Yeah, I and mean, there's already so much. I don't like not bad blood, but there's already like just bad taste. You mean in the consumers' mouths from these movies, or yeah, and I don't think anybody. I don't think Henry Cavill did anything like particular, really amazing. Like, I thought he was good in Fallout, and I've liked him in other stuff, but I don't think anybody was like, oh, man, he's the quintessential Superman. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. And, uh, I mean, I thought I thought he was okay in Man of Steel, but kind of after that, it, it just didn't really work. Uh, that being said, I don't know how they go forward with what they've already made uh i mean i guess they'll just recast batman and superman whenever they do another justice league movie with the same wonder woman and the same aquaman assuming you know uh, this presuming i also don't see why that's such a big deal to people uh i mean i don't know i can't speak for other people i can only speak for myself i just i it just bothers me like you can like recast... we have a different roadie this, oh yeah, yeah. That and that also James Bond, a, a different uh, Bruce Banner. Well, James Bond, I guess, doesn't really bother me because mm-hmm. it feels like there's not much continuity in in Bond movies. They did not. In the past, there was a story arc that connected, and it was two different Bonds. Oh, see, that's true. Uh, but I'm not. Maybe it's just because I'm not that big into Bond uh, that I I didn't it didn't bother me. I mean, I have read the various. Uh, James Bond continuity arcs that people have tried to put together uh, to try to make sense of all of that. Uh, for me, it's just a for me, it's just a a brain thing. It's just I don't mind if they recast Superman and then reboot the Superman universe all over again. That doesn't bother me. I, it would bother me to continue a universe and then recast somebody. So yeah, it it was weird. Watching a different roadie, uh, and also I didn't like it, but I it eased over time because he's made a ton of appearances. Uh, Don Cheadle has, and he was kind of a minor character. Uh, weirder, you know. Also weird was the recasting of uh, Bruce, but they recasted him for you know the very first team up movie. And then he's appeared in a bunch of stuff since then. So maybe it's the the awkwardness at first, but then the longevity helps it. I, call me cynical on this, Glenn, but I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of longevity with this DC universe. Uh, no, but I mean, like, I just my whole thing is just the. I guess I just don't really care. Yeah, because it's. I'm tired of like we constantly like because my thing is like oh well we have a new actor well, we got to start all over again and it's like do yeah do you constantly have to get the same origin over like right. with all the Spider Men like do we have to go back every single time that was the nicest thing about this last one is they they didn't you didn't really have to go back mm-hmm. um like he was already Spider Man uh you know whenever he's introduced. Yeah. You kind of just understand that Uncle Ben's dead. 
like you didn't have to do all that over and over again. And that's kind of the problem is like every time you want to reboot it, studio heads feel like, well, we got to start scratch because people are going to like it. So we got to do the origin story again. And it's just, I'm tired of seeing the same thing. It's yeah. with like the joke. Like I'm just tired of seeing Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne get their head blown off. Oh, same here. Uh, I mean, look, if it were me, uh, and they're like, look, we lost our Superman, we lost our Batman, I'd be like, okay, well, we're just not going to include those characters. I know they're like the cornerstones. It's weird that they chose a much older Batman. Like, how many years did you really think you were going to get out of Ben Affleck? I mean, he was yeah. 42 when he signed on. Like, yeah. Not like, he had an incredible... Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he could be like Tom Cruise and mm-hmm. in his 50s, you know, credibly. I think what they're going to uh, end up doing is... I mean, actually, what I think they're going to end up doing is what I would have done, which is, uh, if Henry Cavill is indeed done, I don't think they're going to make any more Superman movies for quite a while, and I don't think there's going to be another Justice League movie for quite a while. Uh, I think they're just going to stick to these individual films, and, you know, I I guess go from there. I I don't think that they're going to be doing these these coming-together uh, event movies. Well, then they can't play that cover song. Yeah, I know. They're going to need... I know there's the strong desire for the cover song trailer, but, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I think if they just... Uh, yeah, and they've struggled so much with trying to get Batman right. Like, Batman's only really been gotten right cinematically a couple of times, and then there's been a lot of in-between times where it's not as as gotten and uh some people would argue that the only time superman was ever gotten right was the chris reeves movies but uh you know i'm not a big fan of superman so i would say that they've never i mean maybe they've gotten it right but it's never been compelling i thought he was okay in justice league like i don't think he was yeah he was fine yeah like he he got there a couple of times Mm -hmm. uh I think he'll be better in The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully better. Than Henry, Henry Cavill will be much better playing uh, Geralt or Geralt or whatever his name is. Um, I think that'll suit his sensibilities a bit more. But I mean, I think it's a good idea the, to just move away from it for. I a mean, while. if they really what was it they wanted it to be Michael B. Jordan. There was that rumor, yes, and then the internet was set ablaze by uh, people who are really, really upset by that, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't really they probably, care. Uh, they probably all vote in the same party first in a primary as well. <laughs> That's I mean, entirely just, possible. Just That's entirely uh, possible. I, oh, they probably are Jordan Peterson fans and believe in their truths, but it's completely contradicted into if you're supposed to believe in just your truth, then there would be other truths. That definitely sounded very Jordan Peterson-ish. Uh, yeah, man, I I don't care if it's Michael B. Jordan. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I... I mean, I've seen Michael B. Jordan many times. I don't know if I see him... I don't know if that or it, that's a role that suits his style. I mean, they, maybe they'd have to change the character entirely. I mean, if they want to do that... It could be a good Flash. I think he would be a really good Flash. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that like, would be someone a like good... Chadwick Boseman, like he would be a good Superman because he like already kind of does the stoicness. Like you don't need. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of charm. Yeah, I think Michael. I mean, B. Jordan unfortunately, has... we can't dig up Burt Reynolds and make him Superman and just say <laughs> that's it because yeah, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan would have to tone down his charisma, I think, to play yeah. Superman, who's not an. O- I, I wouldn't think of him as an overly charismatic personality uh, uh yeah I don't, so i don't know i don't know who you get to play superman quite honestly uh i think it's been proven more often than that that it's a su- surprisingly difficult character to put in a movie and have it work uh because they've tried a bunch of times and it just whatever they're trying doesn't seem to really work so i just let it be i'd let it be for a little bit i'd listen to the beatles let it be, Glenn. Just uh, let's just let's just do Aquaman and have some fun there. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on how well Aquaman is received. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think a lot of this is up in the air to see how this goes. Because like Shazam, you could like it, I don't think you would necessarily need it to tie into anything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's how is Aquaman perceived, and then. We'll keep doing these back in the past Wonder Woman movies. Uh, So I had forgotten. I think maybe this got talked about on an episode months and months and months and months ago. Uh, Maybe even maybe even more than a year ago. There was this talk that The Rock was involved in doing something with Big Trouble in Little China. And I, I'm almost positive I remember this because there was some mm-hmm. sort of uproar about people touching this sacred gem of a film uh, that I very famously did not <laughs> like. And then you and Aaron chastised me heavily for not liking this movie. Uh, apparently, some people will still be upset because he's even bothering to be involved in this, but many more will rest at ease. Uh, I guess he talked with uh, uh, the. Well, he didn't. The president of Seven Bucks Production, uh, which was which is uh, the Rock's production company or whatever, uh, they spoke to Collider and noted that uh, this movie is definitely being made, but it is not going to be a remake or a reboot. It is going to be a, a continuation. So there's going to be the Rock isn't going to be playing the the lead from the original film. They're not going to retell the same story. Oh, Jack Burton. Yeah, no Jack Burton replacement. It's going to be uh, a standalone. So the the quote is, uh, there's a lot of things going on with Big Trouble in Little China. We're in the process of developing that. And let me tell you that the idea is to not remake it. You can't remake a classic like that. So what we're planning to do is continue the story. We're going to continue the universe of Big Trouble in Little China. Everything that happened in the original exists and is standalone, and I think there's only one person that could ever play Jack Burton, so Dwayne would never try to play that character. We're just having a lot of fun. We're actually in a great space with the story that we've cracked. But yeah, no remake. It's a continuation. We're deep in development on that as well, uh, and I think you'll start hearing things about that probably soon. Uh, what uh, Are you interested, Glenn, in seeing a more of the big trouble in little china universe a continuation of uh of the story or you know where where do you where do you sit on this i mean it's the rock i I am but not with the rock 
Okay. And the reason why is Big Little Big, Big Trouble in Little China is making fun of like what The Rock makes his persona be. Yeah. Like the whole thing is that Jack Burton's the American hero, but like he's a buffoon. It doesn't actually do anything until the end. Like he sucker punches one guy. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing he does in the whole movie. It's the everyone else that does stuff. And I feel like the rock just think, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, he's really charismatic. Like I feel like just because of what the rock does, like he's learning he might learn the wrong lessons from that movie. Ah. Like, oh yeah, he's he could be really awesome. I wanna do this. So like not that he can't parody himself, but like we've talked about before is he par he uh parodied his persona before like the persona became what it is. Mm-hmm. Like we all love uh Jumanji, but like it's just a movie about how awesome it is to be the rock. But yeah. it work I mean it works <laughs> in that movie. Uh Skyscraper is also like I am awesome and indestructible and I can do all this stuff. Whereas like in Reno nine one one Miami, like he's this awesome SWAT team person who is actually dumb and reckless and gets blown up. And same thing in the other guys, like he him and Sam Jackson are the two super cops, but yeah. Die at, at you know on vanity. I I just don't know if he can do that at this point because he hasn't. Right. Before he became like the rock, and it to me it's just funny that he's all this stuff early in his career, but now that he has the cachet, like he can't poke fun at his persona. Mm -hmm. Like at least the, at least John Cena somewhat does it in some of his movies. Like that's why I liked him in blockers is kind of, kind of pokes fun at what, what he is in a way. Yeah. Like the rock just doesn't do that anymore. I mean, I think it also helps like, I mean, he take, he took down a helicopter with a minigun in the fast and furious movies. Like, And he flexed his arm out of a cast. Like, I don't think this guy is capable of <laughs> of getting his own ridiculousness. I mean, I know it. I know those Fast and Furious movies are really tongue in cheek. Like, it's just so obvious to me. But yeah, oh, he can do it in that cynical way that Big Trouble in Little China does. Yeah, I mean. Maybe we'll. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, who knows what they're even aiming for? Um, I guess a, a hard to say one way or the other. But uh, it was a little quiet on the the Marvel front for uh, about a month, Glenn. But the silence was. Oh, broken. they're all dead. So. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we've had to go backwards here. The silence was broken. Uh, the first trailer for Captain Marvel was released. And uh, what did you think of it? I mean, I I watched it. So you were not impressed? No, I wasn't impressed at all. Like I like Brie Larson, mm-hmm. but man, it's like it's like watching Blade Runner. Like she just has the same blank expression throughout the whole trailer. Every oh, scenario she she's does. in, she makes the same face. She kind of does. I wonder. Well, I'm wondering how much of. Um... And I think some of it has to do with like what her character. She's supposed to be alien and foreign, so let's just give her a blank expression. Like I'm sure yeah. that's what the direction was. Confused, yeah. But just like as a trailer, I, it didn't entice me one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, nothing about it stuck out to me either. 
So luckily for them, I'm already predisposed to want to go see this, and the trailer marketing is just icing. Uh, I uh, The thing I was actually really looking for the most was I wanted to get a look at uh, the de-aged characters. And de-aged Sam Jackson doesn't even look like they really de-aged him. It looks like he grew out some hair. Well, yeah, they just made him look like uh, Sam Jackson in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's barely aged that much anyway, so I'm guessing it didn't take that much work to make him look like his younger self. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he looked great. Uh, there was a shot of younger Phil Coulson. Which, he kind of looked the same, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he kind of looked the same too, so I'm wondering... <laughs> it's like, oh, it doesn't really look like he's... I got that he looks particularly old, but you can tell he's, you know... I'm wondering if they just... looks like in his 40s male. I'm just wondering if they lied to us, Glenn. Like, they said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this... That de-aging thing you saw us do to Michael Douglas, we're going to do that, but for the whole movie. Never been done before. And they just put on... They just put a little bit of makeup on Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, you can cheat. I mean, you can cheat a little bit. And also, like... The thing they said about like Michael Douglas, like you have so many references mm-hmm. for the de aging at that you know at the time period that he's supposed to be. Yeah, the same thing with Sam Jackson. Like that's kind of like right where his career was taking off. So I mean, you've got plenty of plenty of, of reference, reference to make it look really seamless. Yeah, uh, I mean there was a. I mean, look, I'll I'll be honest. I was pretty happy that the first thing we saw was her crashing into a blockbuster video. Because uh, as we, as some of us may know, there's only one blockbuster left. Well, it shut down. In the United States. Oh, did that one in the United States shut down finally? Yeah. I know there was like a handful of them, and I knew like one had shut down, but the, I thought there was still one that was still running. Uh, bonkers. Uh, spent a lot of time in not just blockbuster, but various other uh, video store rental places. It's all gone, Glenn. But I'll get to relive so much of that in my childhood because this film takes place in the 90s. Um, Yay! Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah, indeed. Well, I mean... Uh, I'm really getting sick of nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the point, Glenn. You're supposed to really be drawn to it. Uh, yeah, but like... I wasn't so. drawn... I, I'll be honest. I also wasn't drawn towards the blockbuster. Like, oh yeah, I gotta see what other 90s references... You know what it make. seemed like? It seemed like... It seemed like parents trying to get out on the joke. Like, mm-hmm. the Blockbuster thing is such a meme at this point that it really yeah. just felt like, oh, the parents like, oh, kids think this is cool. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of, like, like again, I, I, I think the movie's going to be fine. I think so, too, yeah. Like, that's the one worry I have with the Wonder Woman thing is, does it have to be so 80s? Please don't make this so like 80s. Like, overly 80s? Like, here are all the 80s things. Yeah, some people are like, well, they did that in uh, the first one. You know, it's a it's a period piece, or like Captain America is like, yeah, but like it's just in like their clothing, like it's what you wear. But they don't they don't go out of your way to. I mean, yeah, okay, point so, it out, right? I think the point you're trying to make is there were things that everybody wore in the 80s, and then there are the things that are, like, outlandishly 80s that people remember because they're so outlandish, and what you're saying is, please, God, don't have everybody looking like that. Not everything has to be freaking glam metal. Yes. 
Uh, and they don't make the people who hate the glam be like Guns N' Roses fans. Right. Like, please, for the love of God, like, that's not make it those two things. However, I am hoping... Like, Stranger Things makes it work, but sometimes, man, they really lean into it mm-hmm, too a little much. Bit. I, but... Hey, look, I don't know about you, Glenn, but I'm hoping that in this Captain Marvel movie, everybody is dressed in flannel and has wallet chains uh, listening to Nirvana. Like, that's all everybody's doing. And and they have, uh, uh, oh gosh, they're not Chia Pets. Tamaguchis? Tamagotchis, yes. Yeah, yeah. They all have Tamagotchis. There better be a boatload of Furbies, and she kills them because she thinks they're also trying to record her. Yeah, and send intelligence the, back to the Chinese. Those those wrist those slap bracelets, all that stuff. I hope they all come. Back. I'm kind of. <laughs> that's right. I'm kind of hoping for a, a good soundtrack, though. Easy bake ovens. I think those have been around a lot longer, but soundtrack. I'm hoping for a good soundtrack. Uh, I also like. I mean, if it just turns into just Nirvana, man. I also like. Gonna be really happy. I also like that they're doing this trend. Wonderwall. If Wonderwall is not in, yeah, I'm gonna be really upset. She's got to fall in love with somebody, and their first kiss scene has to have Wonderwall in the background. Yeah, bittersweet symphony. Whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. They got to hit on all of those notes. Uh, Look, I uh, I also like Brie Larson. I also like, uh, based off of this trailer, it appears that they're going to continue on their mindset of doing origins where they don't do your typical origin story. It looks like when this movie starts, she's already going to be Captain Marvel, essentially. Um, she won't be in her final form as Captain Marvel, but she will have already been whatever it is, captured by the, kidnapped by the Kree and had her DNA spliced and we won't have to follow her life story. It looks like she's going to have, you know, shards of her memory. Although some people are theorizing because this is taking place, all of this is happening during the Kree Skrull War, that maybe Captain Marvel is a Skrull in disguise or, uh, you know, something. There's clearly an old woman she punches in the trailer that's obviously not going to turn out to be an old woman or maybe it will be she'll think she's a scrawl and she'll accidentally just punch the shit out of some old lady on a bus mm, and then they try and send her to jail oh we might get that yeah uh so yeah this was nothing overly flashy but uh i don't know i i think it's going to be good this this wasn't super enticing but then again like i said I was—I mean, I was already going to go see this. So, for me, they don't have to do much enticing. I'm—I'm I'm already kind of there. So, uh, Disney streaming service, Glenn. I don't know if you saw all the shit that they said that they're going to be putting on this thing when uh, they made the first announcement. But speaking of MCU, according to Variety, uh, Loki, Scarlet Witch other Marvel heroes to get own TV series on Disney streaming service. See, they're going to have to recast for that. I There's no way I can see Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth uh, Olsen doing TV show. So, according to what Variety says here, they, see, in the title they say TV series, but then down here, 
they say the entertainment giant is in early development on an ambitious plan for a number of limited series. So these sound like, if anything, like one-offs, four or five episodes that tell a story and then they fuck off. Uh, they say these shows will likely, uh, these, ser- these limited series will likely include shows centered around Loki and the Scarlet Witch, along with other beloved superheroes who have yet to appear in their own standalone films. Marvel and Disney had no comment. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's Disney. If they want Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen to do these, I'm sure they can back up the truck and they'll do them. Uh, The real question is... That was meaning more of the time commitment. Mm, mm. The real question here is, is this really needed? I don't think it is. No. Uh, I like Loki. I like Loki a lot. He is a great character with a pretty long arc at this point. But, you know, I like him in his role. Like, I don't know if I'm... I mean, I'll probably give it a watch, but I don't... You know, I'd be fine as if they'd never made it. And even more so for Scarlet Witch, who I don't think had anything really great to do, like, until Infinity War. And then they finally kind of did something with her. But, you know, otherwise she's a just fine, okay there character that, you know, is part of the group and adds something to the group. But I don't know if it's really a showcase on its own type of character, even in a limited series type situation. So, uh, for me, like, if this lands in my lap, I'll watch it, but if it never lands in my lap, I'll probably be just fine not having watched it. So, I don't know. What do do you think? Mm -hmm. Same thing? Yeah, same thing. Is there any... Like, I'll watch it, but, you know, if I get the streaming thing... Mm -hmm. And now with all these streamings, it's like, oh, if I want this show and this show and this show, it's like, man, it's about as much as it was for cable. Uh, ultimately, yeah. Uh, I, I guess, like, that aside, is there anybody from these MCU movies that you would like to see more of? Like, somebody... Rocket Raccoon and Groot, I think that'd be a good show. That would be a lot of fun. That'd probably be a lot of budget stuff, though, because you're talking a show centered around two CG characters, but uh, I think, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, I know they're already planning on doing the Black Widow movie, I guess, but, you know, like a show based around Black Widow would be fun, like the early Black Widow days, doing spy shit. Uh, That could be that could be interesting. There are definitely characters they haven't touched on that haven't gotten enough focus. I don't know if these would have been the people I would have picked. Yeah, I would have... I mean, if you have to choose from people within... Mm, Yeah. I mean, look, there was also that... I mean, you could... Look, we've seen it and it was successful. You could very easily do a Hulk TV show. Yeah. We've done it before. Indeed. That would be weird to see if they brought that back. I mean, I think we know why they're not going to do that. Because of the whole distribution thing with, what is it, Paramount or whoever's got... Uh, Universal. Universal. Who's Yeah, who's got the distribution rights for 
for Hulk. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Hulk show up in anything that is Hulk-centric unless uh, those rights end up reverting back or Disney gets their hands on them at some point. Uh, I don't even know what the terms of that deal are, actually, so I don't know if if they will uh, get those uh, get those back at any point. But, yeah, I... Uh, I I think ultimately what this, for me, why I'm less interested than I think many would think I would be, is this is just a, an embarrassment of riches. There's too much content. Uh, you know, I know people think of the Netflix Marvel shows, of which there are four, unless you count The Punisher, which you can, and then you have five. Uh, but then you're forgetting that there is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then you are forgetting that there is a... Sh- the Gifted. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, those aren't Disney shows yet, but they probably I mean, will be uh, once the Fox deal goes through. No, I'm talking about uh, The Runaways, which is a Hulu show. And uh, there was another one. As well, Cloak and Dagger, which is uh, on Freeform. So there's a lot of these MCU shows, and most of them aren't even really... I mean, they say they're part of the MCU, but they're really not. They're actually very separate. Yeah. Uh, None of them collide with any elements from the MCU, and they don't even collide with each other. So, uh, uh, Except in some very obscure ways. But that's about it. Uh... So, yeah, there's just a, a ton of this stuff, and uh, probably too much. In fact, I think I could say definitely, there's definitely too much. Too, that's, you know, but this is what is to be expected when you've got a cash cow this big. You That's what you're supposed to do with it, Glenn. You milk it until it runs out of money. And yep. uh, that's what they're doing. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, if the show falls, if either of these happen and they fall into my lap, I will probably watch them. But uh, I have no strong desire to go out of my way to see them. Uh, okay. Uh, let's hop back to DC for a minute. Uh, we've uh, got this new Joker movie, which I think is just called Joker, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd Phillips, the director, was posting some pictures. Uh, The first was uh, the first look at Joaquin Phoenix, not in Joker makeup. He was, uh, God, what's his name? The Joker has a name. Arthur? Arthur Fleck. So if everybody ever wanted to know what the Joker's real name is, it's Arthur Fleck. Unless you watch Gotham, and then it's Jerome or, I don't know, if you've read... I'm sure there's probably at least a dozen different comics where the Joker has a name or something. Yeah, Jake, Jack Napier is kind of like the... the like the more famous alias. Yeah. Uh, but his original name was Arthur Fleck. That was his original. Yeah, so there are... Uh, you, they're doing the story of a failed comic turned psychopathic killer uh, I didn't know De Niro was in this movie yeah Bobby De Niro uh, so 
the uh, there's a we had our shot of Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck, and uh, then they released some pictures of him in full Joker regalia, makeup and hair and clothing and really what we should be I guess commenting on here is the the Joker look and not the uh, the Arthur Fleck look because it, you know what is there to say it's a it, it disheveled looking Joaquin Phoenix uh, but as the Joker what do you think of the look it looks like they kind of went for an amalgamation of various looks yeah, uh, but they did not go crazy like they did with Suicide Squad. I love the suit. Yeah, they went very traditional with the look. They did. They went traditional with the suit. He mm-hmm. does have. He's got. He's got green hair. So he does. But it's the it's the green hair. You know, like the Heath Ledger matted, discolored. It's, it's very much the Heath Ledger look for the hair, and the face paint is. Similar, but also different. Like with Heath Ledger, it looks like the it looks like the mask that he wore when they robbed the bank. Yes, um, they kind of went for a similar. They definitely went for a similar feel, where I would say Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, the makeup is a little more practiced in its application, but it's still messy, like how Heath Ledger's was. Heath Ledger's was particularly messy looking. Yeah, uh, but this has some color splashes in it. Um, there's color around. There's blue around the eyes. He did like a red tip on the nose. Uh, there's like eyebrows above the the blue and stuff. Uh, but it's also you know there's color bleeding and dripping down and yeah stuff like that to make it look unhinged. But I think it's a pretty good look. Yeah, I like it and I like. Only because of how traditional with the suit. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if it's they're gonna tie this into his skin getting bleached. Yeah, like the makeup and that kind of stuff is gonna eventually discolor him. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's gonna fall into a chemical vat, but I, I, it, it makes me think that this isn't a, a final deal. And although I know he's mostly just standing there. Yeah, but we've talked about it. How much we both love Walking Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he just did little things. Like he actually looks really menacing with the makeup, like how they have it set up. And it's not even that his expression really changes all that much. But he does look like a dopey, innocent guy, just kind of standing there, like the Walking mm-hmm. Phoenix and her kind of thing. Yeah, like he can do the doe eye just as well as he can do the. Kind of sinister weirdo. Mm-hmm. So I'm just more excited because I really don't care until we get like an actual trailer trailer yeah. or even until I see the movie. Uh, because at the very least, I feel like I'm going to like what Joaquin Phoenix does. I, I, that is bare minimum. I, I expect that because I like him in pretty much anything I've seen him in. Yeah. Definitely doesn't phone anything in. He's just a weirdo. I think the only thing that's going to pull this down at this point, because I think the look is very good. There's some other pictures that have come out um, that show him in the full makeup as well. Uh, To me, I think the only thing that's really going to drag this down in any way is if he makes a really weird choice for 
the voice, I guess. Like, if he goes really strange with that in, like, a way that puts people off, uh, I think that's... The only thing is, he's a mumbler, so that's what's going to be, you know, if he's going to use the mumbles to his advantage versus, like, you know, whenever Heath Ledger walked into that thing, like, he just got so loud and... Mm -hmm and boisterous you know same thing as jack nicholson like just these larger than life characters like that's not joaquin's forte is the the little subtle the small things and the like i said like he mumbles a lot like i almost have to always watch something with subtitles because he can get very quiet yeah that's where i'm curious as to how he's going to use that to his advantage Mm -hmm. but uh okay so that looks good a new trailer for Bumblebee dropped. And I believe we discussed the first trailer when it happened. Uh, I think I was way more cautiously optimistic than you were about it. Uh, but I thought it looked like a more relaxed and smaller version of the Transformers movies. Well. I watched this trailer, and it certainly is not <laughs> going to be smaller. No. Uh, I mean, it looks like they're featuring at least some bits and pieces of the war on Cybertron. It looks like there's going to be a whole host of other Transformers, uh, De- Decepticons or whatever, going well, after Bumblebee. I think Bumblebee. it's just the, the two. Could it be two? I, th- I thought I saw more than two, but... Well, I only saw the two that were actually on Earth. Okay. It was hard to tell because they, they showed quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Uh the again they didn't show actually much of John Cena I think uh, you heard him deliver a line and uh, you saw him sternly walking in his military get up yeah he's definitely going to be a patsy mm. like on their side and then probably he's going to have a change of heart at the end yeah uh, the thing that stuck out most to me was and I noticed this when uh, I noticed this when we uh, watch the first trailer. I thought Bumblebee looked like a, in the design of the character, it looked like a much more slimmed down version than from the Michael Bay movies. Like they went with a more simplistic uh, layout or design. And uh, then they're showing some of these other uh, Transformers in scenes where it, they also looked a little simplistic. Uh, or more simplistic looking. And then they show uh, like a hologram or whatever of Optimus Prime. And it's the Optimus Prime from the fucking cartoon. <laughs> Essentially, like it is, it looks nothing like the ones from the, the other Transformers movies. It looks yeah. like the original Optimus Prime. I have no idea what's happening here. Like, is this a, supposed to be a reboot of all of these movies? Or is the, do they just go over... Do the Transformers have some sort of evolution as time goes on and they become more complex looking for some reason or what? I don't know what the the aim or goal is, but I still think it looks like it'll be okay. Uh, I, I'm no longer holding out much hope that it'll be good, but uh, I think it'll end up being okay. Uh, although this trailer worried me that it could have just as much uh, just as many of the problems that the other Transformers movies had when it came to, you know, just trying to do too much all at once and Michael Bay being Michael Bay 
uh, on steroids. Uh, I mean, I know he's not doing this movie, so uh, there's there's hope, I guess, in that regard. But my uh, my expectations have been lowered further since the first trailer. Uh, what about you? Or have it they... looks? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it looks looks okay to me. I guess I'm not. Um, I mean, I wasn't overly excited. It definitely feels more like the first one, which I, I mean, do... I'll take. Yeah, I get that vibe as well. Which that's a win, considering all things considered. I would say that's a win to, to go back to the feeling of the the first one, which was also okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I was holding out some hope and, uh, it doesn't look bad. Uh, it certainly doesn't look like, uh, it's predecessors in that regard, but it certainly looks like it's going to be a little more jumbled, uh, than, uh, than I was hoping for. So, uh, before we, uh, take off, Glenn, have you watched anything recently? Any movies that we uh, haven't had a chance to discuss on the podcast? No. I think the only thing... Did you see Black Klansman finally? I don't think we discussed that on the podcast. Yeah, I saw it. We talked about it. Did we talk about it on the last podcast? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yep, it was remember. good. It's been a while since we've seen it. So you haven't seen The Predator yet? No. The, I mean, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was either Black Klansman or The Meg. It's been over a month mm-hmm. since I've seen a movie. Okay, so I've watched a couple movies. I saw The Meg, and I'm pretty much in line with most everybody else uh, who saw it. Uh, I don't remember what you gave it, uh, but I went with two and three quarters. Uh, There were moments of The Meg that were awesome. Uh, There were moments that were really fucking funny. Uh there was never a moment of seriousness in the movie that also felt serious to me, I guess. Like I didn't buy into the seriousness of it, nor was it particularly scary or anything like that. Uh, it felt like they were trying to do a lot of different things and none of them worked very well together. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you would describe this movie, Glenn, but to me, it's, Maybe, uh, you know, you're bored, you're sick, you couldn't go into work, and it's on TNT. Oh, this is going to definitely be on TNT one day. Yeah. Like, you just, you're just like, okay, whatever. I, I don't, I don't have the energy to change the channel. So you just watch it, and then when it's done, you're like, okay, well, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, so there was that. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Uh, the other thing I watched, I watched, uh, this morning I watched Hereditary. Have you seen that, Glenn? Yeah, I saw Hereditary. Okay. I I told you to watch it. Yeah, I know you did. Uh, I was disappointed. I apologize, Glenn, but this didn't, this did not do it for me. Uh, I'm not sure why people enjoyed it so much. I'm not sure why the people who went to, who like cinema scored this so low. I'm not sure why they didn't like it that much because, okay, well, I do get that it was 
at first very slow like really fucking slow at first uh yeah i get that i also get that this movie wasn't full of jump scares uh and things of that nature which are on the worst end of horror movies well that's what that's what makes them scary is jump scares apparently uh I mean, there's a reason I'm not very into horror movies in the first place. By the time this was over, I'm just like, okay, well, that was a standard horror movie story to me. That didn't feel like anything special or, uh, you know, the the wife thinks she's crazy. It turns out, uh, you know, they're being haunted slash possessed or whatever by... Uh, a king of hell or something that has worshipers and at the end the people are worshiping a demon whatever yeah, uh, the mom the mom sacrificed the family for the cult yeah or the grandmother who is dead at the yeah uh it, it felt pretty i mean to me that felt pretty standard fare uh based off of the reviews i heard um and maybe ultimately the reviews i was hearing were from people who really like horror movies uh, so for them, this was like, great. Uh, I, for some reason, when there's this many people, like when the reviews are that high, I'm thinking they've done something different or unexpected. But to me, it felt like they did, you know, fairly typical horror movie stuff. They just did it really well, which I can, I can totally agree to, uh, you know, like on that front. Like the editing was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, and that's one of the, the things that stuck. I mean, out that there. opening shot was tremendous. Uh, so it was you know like it's and the last there shot was a lot of style in the movie. Yeah, the last shot was also tremendous. Yeah, uh, a lot of great style, a lot of uh, uh, and that's where like almost all of my points for the score went. The score that I gave this movie almost entirely went into. Uh, it was very well made from a technical standpoint. Uh, for me, the performances in the movie wavered. Uh, for most of the time, they were fine, and sometimes they would waver into good, and sometimes they would waver oh, into. Gabriel Byrne is he's just there, man. Oh, the dad. No, <laughs> yeah. He's, oh he's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't he he didn't help the 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 points. Uh, here in the acting department. Sometimes they would waver into horrible. Uh, and, and, I, and, and yes, I will agree. This movie is disturbing. Uh, not in the, not in the way, not in the disturbing way that I find fascinating or that I feel drawn to. Uh, I'm really more drawn to the disturbing, like the disturbing aspects of, human nature uh i'm not so drawn to like this is really gory and gross and weird and thus disturbing uh i mean they definitely did uh and they meticulously timed out uh, because they didn't do a lot of it uh they picked their spots for when they were going to do something fucking weird and gross and disturbing like when she's levitating decapitating herself yeah and they cut all the sound and you just hear the of the and you hear it getting faster and faster and faster. Um, yeah, they picked their spots and they did it very well. It, you know, it's just not stuff that really appeals to me that much. So I mean, the whole thing of the mom floating in the ceiling, like whenever he wakes up, mm -hmm. you just see her moving 
in the background. Also, I thought it was hilarious. I thought that scene was hilarious. I guess it was supposed to be a jump scare, maybe, or something, or a, a freakout. It was a jump scare because it wasn't like she wasn't even in focus, so it wasn't like it was. Something well, no, no, to... no. I'm not talking about that. There's like the moment where he, for me, it was calm. I, like I laughed. I don't know if I was supposed to laugh. Uh, but she's floating and she's fucking, you know, sawing off her head with the piano wire. And he's just staring at her like in shock. Like he has no idea what the fuck is even going on. And there's no sound. And then there's like a ting, like a pluck of like a violin string or something, something that gets his notice. And he looks sharply and there's just three naked people. Yeah. Like naked cult members. And and then he just goes, eh, and then he runs out and dies. Yeah, I laughed. Yeah, like I thought that was like a, a hilarious comedy. Like it, it was just it was just so rando and weird uh, that it wasn't like ah oh my god naked people. It was just it was so weird that it was funny, and not in like the way that you see something disturbing and you don't know what to do, so you laugh. It just was like really weird. Like it was a sight gag for me. Uh, it was. I think what really did it was there's one woman. There's a woman on the left who almost looks like she's waving to him, I guess, like, hi, we're naked yeah. and standing here while your ghost mom is floating and sawing off her head or whatever the fuck is going on. And he and he freaks out and jumps out a window. I don't know how that was supposed to, I don't know how it was meant to be taken. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, I don't think that was the intention. Uh, so, yeah. At the, at the end... Uh, I don't know if I, this is, this is probably like cinema score level, but I gave this like two and a half. I thought it was standard. Uh, I thought it was long. Like, I mean, I guess, uh, people that went to the movie on the premiere night expecting a jump scare mania and two hours of solid, um, that stuff, I guess that's why they didn't like it because it took, they spent a long time building it. Um, I mean, I thought the movie was a bit too long myself. Uh, I thought it was really well made, but it wasn't really made for me. So, uh, while I can, I can applaud it for its, uh, like the technical standpoint, uh, the way this was filmed and shot and some of the, uh, the gorgeous shots. In fact, I'm almost positive, Glenn, that they made the, uh, Annie, they made the wife, like a creator of like these miniature sets just so that they could do these shots that they did. Oh yeah. Like there's no other, cause who else would even do that? Uh, <laughs> but that they did this, uh, just so they could do some of these shots. And, uh, despite how weird of a profession it is totally worth it because some of the shots they did were stupendous. Like that first shot, man, like you said, when they're pulling in on that house and pulling in on that bedroom, and they kept pulling in, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is going to turn into, like, a real set in a second, isn't it? And then it did, very seamlessly. I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a great ride, isn't it? And then it kind of... I thought the whole execution whenever the daughter died, I thought that whole sequence was, was well done. Like, when he just, mm-hmm. he's in such shock that he goes up, and then it turns in the day, and it's just all you hear are the screams. Yes. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely things they did well, and... Uh, I could totally see why horror movie fans would watch this and there'd be like, and, and for them, this would be like a four or five geeky glasses horror movie. Like this is a fucking tremendous horror movie. Uh, 
for somebody who's not a horror movie fan, I went into this expecting something a little bit different than what is normally done. And it turns out what I got was just a well-made horror movie, which is not really my thing. Uh, so for me, it kind of sits in the middle of the, uh, the pack of what most would consider really good horror movies. Uh, the ones that most people would consider really awful horror movies. I don't think I've even watched them. So I don't know where they would sit on my scale by comparison. Uh, this was definitely not your standard, uh, lazy horror movie. So if you're a big fan of horror movies, especially things that like to take its time with its horror, you'll probably really like this movie, uh, a lot. If you're a fan of, uh, jump scare stuff, um, if those are the types of frights that you like, this is definitely not the movie for you. Because there's, like, none. I don't think... I don't even know if there was a single jump scare in the movie. Mm. I mean, even the... Oh, you know what? It's whenever she's leaving at the the support group. Mm-hmm. And the lady gets on her car. Oh, oh that my God! Like, that's, that's the jump scare. A, a polite old lady, yeah. Yeah. Who is, like, the head of the cult, or whatever, as it yeah. turns out. Um... Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought this was going to be some sort of, based off of what I heard, I thought it was going to be some sort of psychological horror movie about um, mental illness and, uh, you know, the stigmatization thereof. But at the end of the day, no. Well, it is, but the problem is that, like, the people who have the mental problems are completely justified. Like, that's. Yes. That's what I don't like about the ending is they're completely justified in their fantasy at the end. And yeah, if you're making a movie about how mental illness is passed down, like, I don't think that's how you should end the movie. No, is justifying the behavior. Like yeah. it should be that we're worried about them and, uh, you know, yeah. you should what, help. What can we do to help or change this or make it better? Not, hey, they could be right. When it comes to religion, it's hey. not mental health. It's it could be really, the, really talking to the devil if they claim that. It could be the eighth king of hell, P- Pyman, or whatever his name was. I'll give them credit. They found a, a, a really great obscure demon to, to toss in there. Apparently, Glenn, he rides a camel. Yeah, well, he was a he's a pagan god. He just got... Uh, gobbled up into demon lore. Mm. Super weird. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff is weird. Apparently the demon was stuck in Charlie, the daughter, Mm -hmm. the whole time. Which, by the way, uh, they perpetuated, they they cast a girl specifically because she kind of has a weird face. Uh, So I really, I'm, I'm a big fan that they perpetuated the idea that if you've got kind of a weird face, you must be a weirdo. Uh, I'm sure that'll help a lot of people with their body issues in high school well, and in middle she school. Is, like, she is actually, she actually does have Down syndrome. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. The actress actually does. So, I think and she was the usually that can usually affect. Uh, oh, sure. I'm just saying. Features, sure, so. sure, sure. I'm not. I'm not mocking her. I'm saying I think uh, I wasn't a fan that they used this character as the weirdo. She's the weird kid. She cut a bird's head off. She does weird drawings. She makes clicky noises. I guess we're supposed to figure out eventually that uh, the the demon thingy was in her, I guess. 
Uh, although a lot of that stuff is very yeah, sketchy. he's in her, but it, but he has to be in a male. He has to be in a boy. Yeah, a lot so of that. Grandmother settled for her with the thing being that she'll get moved over to the son, and I'm assuming that's why she was killed is because yeah, she didn't do it right the first time, so she was the sacrifice, and therefore the whole family must be sacrificed for her indiscretion. Yeah. Uh, God, but no, wonder, it's, uh... God, is there even some subtext? I, mean, I, may, I might end up not liking this film even more <laughs> than I thought. Like, I'm now starting to wonder if there's like some sort of subtext going on that, um, like, is there some sort of subtext going on that because it was supposed to be a boy, it ended up being a girl that the demon corrupted her and that's why she has Down syndrome or something? I don't know necessarily about that. I just don't know. I... I guess I just was not a fan of them using that actress to be like, this is the weirdo. Because uh, you do, you see that that is very much a trope in a lot of My thing movies. is, I was, I was, I'm assuming, yeah. uh, is that they were trying to use, like, did you ever see the first season of American Horror Story? I have, yes. So, you know, they have someone in there that's got... The one in the house, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's her. The downfall of her is her innocence, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do was that this thing is going to prey on innocence. You know, same thing as like when you see a dog get killed in a movie, yeah. or you know, this. Yeah, the kid does die, but it, I don't. I'm assuming the thing is that they're trying to point out the the preying on the innocence of the child. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it corrupted was through your family, your innocence will be corrupted through time because the whole thing. I mean, it's in the name; it's not exactly being subtle. Like, if anything, if if I'm supposed to think everything is about lineage in this, then yeah. No, I, I think I get where you're coming from. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't, we're maybe digging deep into things that were not meant when they were created. Uh, no, death of the author. So in this in this fashion, but yeah, like I said, ultimately I was thinking I was that's the movie I was going to be getting was something that was more of a psychological horror movie. But at the end of the day, it ended up kind of just being your standard horror movie. It was just really yeah, well made. I liked it when I watched it. Um, because it was just really well made and executed well. Absolutely. But it, it it really like the more I thought about it, like like I said about the ending, like the the mental illness being justified, like that's where I really have a problem with it. Is mm-hmm. uh, this all turns out to be true? So she's not actually crazy, and it's like to me that's <laughs> yeah. There will be certain sections and uh, that I think are going to watch this and feel like their behavior is justified because in fact they are possessed by a devil oh, quite possibly i think i would have even um i mean i think i know it, well i know i would have liked it more if it contained absolutely zero supernatural elements even in delirium but i would have probably given it more of a pass had the supernatural elements been a part of the mental condition but they didn't you're right uh, the end of the movie was basically just no it was they had every right to be, you know, crazy because it was real. He's a eighth, eighth king of hell or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, so yeah, uh, to me, it was just a really well-made standard horror movie. 
um, with uh, basically, I, I would say it, it was your normal horror movie, but it was it had much more thought put into it uh, when it came to the filmmaking and the timing of when they did things. They did not overdo things. Um, they very clearly picked their spots, and they did well with that. But um, you know, it's not my thing. So it's possible this could end up on my my bottom five of the year, but. We'll see. There's still plenty of other movies uh, to come out. I haven't seen Venom yet, Glenn, so I don't know why, but I have a bad feeling this is not going to... I don't think it's going to turn out well. Just a bad feeling I got, but... Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Alright, well, that's the show. Head on over to CinemaGeekly.com. Check out the archives, and uh, while you're at it, why don't you uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and tune in. Just search for Cinema Geekly. Hit subscribe. Uh, And that's a wrap. Uh, We'll be back as soon as there is more to talk about. uh, Whenever that ends up being. Uh, For Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis. And uh, we'll catch you next time on another Cinema Geekly podcast. 